Hello everyone, I'm Mark Squires from Fidelity Investments, host of FinPoint. Welcome to our second episode in season three of the podcast. To our longtime listeners, welcome back. And for our new listeners, thanks so much for joining us. FinPoint tackles topics that impact everyone across the industry, from advisors to firm principals to home offices and investor clients. We have candid conversations about emerging trends, and we talk about ways to drive growth. Our goal is to spur new thinking, get the ideas flowing, and to help our listeners look at things in new and different ways. As we mentioned in our last episode, this year we're talking about financial planning. I want to dive deep into some of the trends in financial planning. And for that, I'm bringing in my colleague, Mike McElroy, Vice President and Fidelity's Practice Management and Consulting Group. Mike is working with a team to roll out a comprehensive financial planning program to help advisors and home offices meet the growing needs of the market. Mike, welcome to FinPoint. Thanks for having me. I think this is going to be fun. Well, you say it's going to be fun. Wait till we get through all this. Yeah, Kidding exactly. aside. <laughs> so, Mike, as we said in our last episode, the world has definitely changed in a couple of years. But financial planning is not a new topic in our industry. Far from it. We've spoken about it quite a bit here in FinPoint. Most people already agree that there are a lot of benefits to financial planning. Mike, my first question is, do you hear about it a lot in the consulting work that you do? Absolutely. You know, and just to start with some basics, um, you know, a financial plan in its simplest form is a map of how to go from point A to point B. Point A is where you are now, and point B is where you want to go. Point B represents your goals, your dreams, ambitions, aspirations you have for your life. And as you can imagine, for each person, it's very different. It could be retirement by the ocean. It could be putting four kids through college. It could be buying you know, your first home. It could be a combination of, of all of those things. Point A and point B are as unique to the individual as it can be. And so the financial plan, the map of how you get from A to B is also different for each person. So when you think about it as a map for how you go about achieving your goals, you can see how financial planning has benefits across our industry. Fidelity does a lot of research, as you know. And on this topic, we found that investors with financial plans reported higher confidence and lower stress across many areas of their life, including health, family, and work. For advisors, we saw that seven in 10 advisors believe that financial planning augments their revenue streams and that their clients with a financial plan give their advisors higher ratings. So there's a lot of value in financial planning on both sides. Some pretty, pretty compelling data right there. And connecting back to our earlier seasons, financial planning is delivering at those higher levels of the advice value stack, right? It helps climb the value stack, as we like to say, Mike. 100%. You know, when you think about those higher levels of the advice value stack, yeah, achievement of goals, feeling less anxious, more in control, leaving a legacy for loved ones, that sense of fulfillment, Planning really helps deliver on all of that. And when you think of the growth engines that you talked about last season, financial planning engages across all four engines. So across all the work our team is doing, we believe that a shift to a planning-centered practice can be an ideal way for firms to deliver value and to grow. With all of this potential for upside, Mike, are you seeing universal adoption of financial planning across the board? Is anyone not doing this? Well, we did a study last year asking advisors how many of them were doing financial planning and a resounding 99% said that they were. So we dug around a little bit and discovered that some advisors said that they were engaging in financial planning if they sold 529 products or discussed annuity solutions for their clients. 
they were thinking of ways that were perhaps more product focused, tactical, instead of taking the whole client's uh, picture uh, into place, the whole life into account. So that more narrow view was leaving an opportunity on the table. So where does that leave us? Well, we think advisors can start to think about planning in a more broader, more holistic way. That means thinking about three things. Number one, continuous engagement. Planning is not done when you deliver a plan to a client. People's lives change, priorities shift, life happens. We all know this. The plan that you deliver today will absolutely need to be modified or updated in some way down the road. So we like to use the phrase, always be discovering. That means keeping in touch with clients, emailing articles, inviting them to cooking webinars, uh, you know, or just calling to check in. And while that's always been important, it's been especially important in the last year. Boy, has it ever been especially important this year. You know, I know we talked about this before, and Sanjeev Merchandani mentioned spikes and opportunities in client engagement last year. But let's keep that going. What's number two? Well, number two is about getting comfortable, getting personal. One way to get into this is to think about life events. What was a pretty typical life path for boomers, you know, you, 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 you moved out of your house, you got a job, you got married, you bought a house, you had a family, you retired after working for one or two companies. It's pretty straightforward. Well, a lot has changed for younger generations and not just in the order in which they happen, but in the events themselves. There are a lot more life events in the mix, graduating from college, moving back home with your parents, cohabitating with someone, quitting a job, starting a business, getting divorced, moving back home, traveling abroad. There's a lot of moving pieces in there. And it actually, in fact, 2020 itself could be seen as a life event for many people. But talking about life events, getting into deep personal conversations with clients is not always comfortable, especially when you don't have direct experience in these events. But these are the times when an advisor can really deliver value. It's a way to be there for clients when they need you the most. The last piece, number three, well, it takes us right back to the advice value stack, and that's delivering comprehensive services. We said earlier, investors today have a broader needs and bigger expectations from their advisors. If planners think about delivering services beyond what's traditional, go beyond budgeting, debt management, portfolio allocations, and think about career coaching, business consulting, college admissions guidance, when you bring together access to a broader array of services, well, you can deliver a lot more value. And that's actually becoming a bit of a one-stop shop for your clients. Boy, I'll tell you, Mike, it's a little overwhelming thinking about the number of things that can happen in one's mm -hmm. life yeah. as, as you detailed those. So what do you see or what do you call it when planners mix those three things together that you laid out so well, when they bring together continuous, personal, and comprehensive planning? Well, it was interesting when we dug a little bit deeper and we asked about those elements, we found that really only one in five advisors were practicing holistic wealth planning, this broader approach. But for those that did, well, they saw benefits. They saw 47% higher growth in AUM and a 67% growth in the number of clients. Those are some pretty compelling data points. Yeah, they are. And we think it delivers greater value to investors and makes the job more enjoyable too. So this is a way we like to get planners thinking about their work in a new way. 
Fascinating. Mike, you mentioned 2020 can be seen as its own life event. That may be the first time we can label an entire year that way, but obviously it had a significant impact around the world and on our industry. What did you see happen to financial planning last year? Well, it was interesting. Planning activity picked up. Over a third of advisors say that they are doing more planning than they were before the pandemic. Now, that's, that isn't uncommon. We know that life events can accelerate planning activity. And if we're calling 2020 a life event, then? Exactly like other life events, it drove activity. But it was still impressive to see that planning activity increased even in the world where everyone was adjusting to virtual work environments and homeschooling and all the other turmoil that went into this pandemic. It's true what they're saying. People really were resilient. And overall, it's a bit of good news that there were more planning when you think back to what we said earlier about the benefits of planning. From our research, we saw that investors with a financial plan at the end of 2020 gave their advisor higher satisfaction ratings than those without a plan. And investors with a plan were almost twice as likely to say that the pandemic affirmed the value of working with an advisor. So the planning that was done hopefully helped deliver some of that peace of mind and really helped cement the value of the advisor relationship. So in summary, there were some silver linings to come out of 2020, um, and you laid them out so well. For now, Mike, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Mark. It was great to be here. Covered a lot of ground this evening, and I look forward to tuning in. Let's pivot a little bit. I'd like to bring back our guest from our last episode again, Seth Streeter from Mission Wealth. We heard Seth talk a bit about the impact of 2020, but I want to bring him back again to hear about some of the disruptions seen in planning and the opportunities they brought with them. Seth, a warm welcome back for episode two. Thank you so much, Mark. Last episode, recall, we spent some time with Sanjeev talking about the events of 2020, and you told us a bit about how you saw your clients' needs and values shift. Let's switch it over to planning and life events. What have you seen happen around financial planning since the pandemic impacted all of us over the last year? Well, Mark, we've always been a life event firm, having specialty expertise and programs to support clients through life events such as the sale of a company, retirement, divorce, loss of a spouse or parent, or navigating career changes. And, you know, it's in times of transition that a thoughtful planning and coaching process can be of greatest value and, frankly, that people are most receptive. To guidance. Well, 2020 was definitely a life event for everyone. Uh, so it was a record year for advisors to meet this high demand and help employees navigate their career changes, business decisions, whether they should furlough employees or secure PPP loans, how they can support family members in need. And an analogy I like to think of is we seek medical professionals when we are sick and we seek financial advisors when we're dealing with major life changes. So 2020 was a year where everyone was dealing with a major life change. So Seth, let's maybe talk for a minute about anxiety, which there there certainly was no shortage of that in 2020. We've heard that advisors who delivered more plans and more planning activities with clients actually saw lower anxiety from those clients during the pandemic. What techniques have your planners employed to help calm client fears? Volatility, well-being, political discord, personal isolation, just to name a few. And maybe a bonus question, have you done that virtually, which might even be harder to do? Yes, well, we definitely saw an uptick in planning. And, you know, prior to the pandemic, we used to do planning in advance. You know, we would handle all the inputs and the financial planning software, and we prepare forecasts prior to a meeting. But during the pandemic, one change we had is we found that live dynamic planning was most valuable. 
But being able to show clients various scenarios and portfolio stress tests under a myriad of circumstances really enabled them to not only feel informed, but empowered to take control of what they could control. And this is calming when the world appears to be upside down. Uh, These meetings also, when done right, also hopefully evolved into coaching conversations. So I think our advisor's job is to really kind of be archaeologists and dig into what matters most for our clients and, and find what I call the need beneath the need. This is where there's tremendous opportunities for major impact beyond the balance sheet. And it requires deep listening, you know, curiosity, compassion, and and EQ, but it really can make an amazing impact. And I have just a quick story I could share. Um, We were working with a woman who is divorced and 60 years old. And, you know, we first came in there because she, you know, had some money from her divorce and she needed to make a decision on if she was going to do a kitchen remodel. So that's what we thought we were going into. Well, after working with her over a couple meetings, I realized that really she was kind of lonely and trying to find her next act in life. Her kids were grown and independent. Uh, You know, her marriage had ended after 30 years and she was trying to kind of reinvent herself. So after speaking with her, we realized that she had a passion for nurturing and for skincare. And so we supported her goal of becoming an esthetician. We helped her, uh, figure out the financing for converting a room into a work area for her. And she started doing facials for single moms and divorced women and found that connection and that purpose that she was really looking for. It was a lot more than just an asset allocation and paying for a kitchen remodel. And yet it made a tremendous impact in her life. It's an incredible story. And the impact that an advisor, your firm in this example, can provide to someone, which is what this entire series is about can go to such different places in the end from where it started. Yes. And, you know, Mark, we've been talking for some time about values-based investing. We know that ESG investing is a trend that's that's here and growing, but I really see a need for us to discuss values-based planning and how we can foster these conversations that go well beyond the balance sheet. And, you know, it, it starts with how we bring on clients So as financial advisors, we so typically kind of have a level one uh, question process. So an example is if you ask someone about their home, we'll ask them, hey, what's the fair market value of your home? And what's your outstanding mortgage? And do you have any pending home improvements? And those are all very critical foundational questions. But above and beyond that, we can ask, hey, do you feel a long-term sense of place in your home? You know, is this where you feel aligned to want to live long-term? Or, you know, when talking about their careers, don't just inquire about their income and their benefits. Ask them if they feel their talents are being fully utilized and if they feel appreciated in their role and if they feel in sync with the mission and purpose of the company they work for. By going a little bit deeper with our questioning, we're going to find that these values-based planning opportunities will show up. That goes back to what you said a few minutes ago, curiosity, compassion, and EQ that those skills really matter to someone practicing holistic wealth planning. Absolutely. Those are the skills that matter most. And becoming experts on transitions, you know, helping clients navigate transitions, not just from the financial planning standpoint, but the, you know, emotional standpoint, uh, the excitement standpoint to think about what's next and to be in the business of having agency to help persuade clients to you know, have permission to make big changes and to, and to take the leap into what's going to really help them enjoy a fulfilled life. Seth, thanks so much for joining us for episode two. I said it last time, but your stories are absolutely incredible. They bring it home for me. They make it real and are of great value to our listeners. Thank you so much, Mark. 
Well, we've covered a lot of ground on financial planning today, where it's been, where it's going, and how 2020 really was a life event. In episode three, we're gonna go deeper into life events and get really tactical with approaches for getting comfortable and getting personal with clients. Thank you to Mike and Seth, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Mark Squires. To replay any FinPoint episode, please visit go.fidelity.com slash FinPoint or search for us in iTunes or Google Play. FinPoint is a production of Fidelity Investments. Any reproduction, transcription, or rebroadcasts of this content are forbidden without explicit permission. Information provided in this program is for informational and educational purposes only. To the extent any information in this material is deemed to be a recommendation, it is not meant to be impartial investment advice or advice in a fiduciary capacity and is not intended to be used as a primary basis for you or your client's investment decisions. Fidelity and its representatives may have a conflict of interest in these products or services mentioned in this material because they have a financial interest in them and receive compensation directly or indirectly in connection with the management, distribution, and or servicing of these products or services, including fidelity funds, certain third-party funds and products, and certain investment services. Views are expressed as the date of the recording based on the information available at that time and may change based on market or other conditions. Unless otherwise noted, the opinions provided are those of the speakers and not necessarily those of Fidelity Investments or its affiliates. Fidelity does not assume any duty to update any of the information. Third-party trademarks and service marks are property of their respective owners. All other trademarks and service marks are the property of FMR LLC or its affiliated companies. Fidelity Institutional provides investment products through Fidelity Distributors Company LLC, clearing custody or other broker services through National Financial Services LLC or Fidelity Brokerage Services LLC, members NYSE, SIPC, and Institutional Advisory Services through Fidelity Institutional Wealth Advisor LLC. Copyright 2021 FMR LLC. All rights reserved. 973-710.1.0.